Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Looking like you just graduated. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy. What is up, party people? Welcome back to Saturdays and Seltzers. This week it is Saturdays and Steph Smalls, because Steph is back. I think you're our my first repeat guest, actually. I fucking love that. That's I know. Me too. I feel like our like relationship is like going to the next like it is. We're like taking I guess can't wait to like flirt with you for another hour and just chat. I feel like I already know you too, so it's funny. Like I feel like I know when we meet in person, it's gonna be like we've known each other for a million years. When do I get to meet the parents? (laughs) Pretty soon. I feel like we're there. We're like right there. Me too. We are there. Um, so if you are new here, we do a segment every week called HLH, which is your high of the week, low of the week, and your unexpected hero of the week. Steph, what was your high of the week? Okay. Honestly, and this is so, I used to never like trash TV that much, but like reality TV is like my new vibe now. Like it's like, it's like, I, I don't know what it is. Like since I started fully working in sports, I'm like, I need to shut my brain off and just like vibe alone. And I'm like, The Bachelor was back and I was so happy. I'm like, even, I don't know if I'm vibing yet with The Bachelor. Like, I don't know if we vibe, but I'm happy that I can just like sit and just watch some like crappy TV for a little bit. Me too. Okay, so that's my hero, which my shitty like TV show of choice is Love Island. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yes. Okay, so I just finished the new Australia season and then the UK season came out like the first or something, like yesterday or whatever. And I'm already caught up on this like episode three, but I'm kind of sad. And I tweeted about this yesterday for absolutely no reason because I know nobody gives a fuck, but I follow this like farmer on TikTok that I'm obsessed with and he's on this season and I kind of hate him so far and I, it makes me sad. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I need to watch it too. Cause then we can have like book club kind of, but not. Yes. Yeah. We should do that. I watched like maybe two seasons of the bachelor bachelorette thing. And I really only like the bachelorette seasons because I like to watch all the dudes. Yes. I think it's- that stuff's funny. Yeah, this one's like, I don't know. And I'm already like, they're making it a little bit too dramatic. Like one of the girls, it was like episode two yesterday. They already met the, like she already met the parents. And I'm like, what are we doing? Episode two? You like don't need to, like the date was literally, they went in a helicopter and then they got off and then they went to his, like his childhood house. And there was like a barbecue for his mom's birthday. And I was like, no, this is weird. It's like too much. Like, on tv yeah on tv that's a lot I don't know about you but I have like a super casual family so like my mom has never thought anything of it if I like just brought like a random guy that I was like recently like my mom's like not like that at all but she's also like a single parent so it's just super casual yeah I feel like my mom like definitely met guys I was just like hooking up with and yeah she'd be visiting for the weekend and I'm like oh this is Brian yeah the fuck is Brian I'm like it's fine don't worry about it come the another weekend and be like yeah this is this job yeah yeah so like I get it but like if I were on tv or like if it was someone I was taking seriously I would be like yeah that's that's a note from me dog like uncles and aunts like I don't know now it's too far yeah 
my high was yesterday sports betting officially opened in Massachusetts in person. So exciting. Um, it's not legal on the apps until the beginning of March, but it's here, which is super fun. Um, especially cause you know, we're big sports gambling people. It's growing, it's expanding. It's been on the ballot for a really long time and it finally got passed here and they threw an event yesterday and it was awesome. Even though I was in very tall shoes all day, I had a good time and I'm glad that it is here. You looked fantastic too. Thank you. Thanks. The girls helped pick out the outfit. I was like, I'm interviewing like a bunch of celebrities, but I don't know how much boob is too much boob. Yeah. How, where is the line? I never know either. I'm like, either. You know, I just, I guess dress code has always been something I struggled with for a while. (laughs) Yeah. It's like appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, we work in sports and like, it's a dude's world. And if you dress like, if you dress like you are confident in your body in any way, it's like men will slander you or you'll get slut shamed or you're only having your titties out because you're like interviewing Julian Edelman or whatever. And it's like, no, I just like this outfit and it makes me feel good. And when I feel confident, like I feel like I do a good job at work. So like, I'm sorry that there aren't penis enhancers like there are push-up bras. So fuck off. I apologize that that didn't, we didn't get there yet, but this is where we're at. And I have- yeah. And it's like, if I want to have my titties out, I want to have my titties out. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I don't think it's it should be as big of a deal as it turns into. Nope. All right. So what was, we kind of gossiped a little bit before the show about how there is like some collective energy or something about how this week has been shitty. So I feel like we have lows. What is your low? Okay, my low is, and I'm not trying to start beef with a baby, but I have beef with a baby. (laughs) Yeah, fuck them kids. Because like- Okay, so I am the interim CCO when my boss goes on paternity leave. This was supposed to happen in two weeks. Baby was coming a little bit early, not too early. Let you guys know. We're going to blah, blah, blah. Long story short, then Sunday night, we get a text. It's like, I'm laying down and I'm like calmer than normal on a Sunday. Like, I'm cool. Like, I'm just like chilling out. I clean my house. Like, I have- Because your team wasn't playing for the first time in 18 weeks. Anxiety is low. Like, we're vibing. And I lay down to, like, go to sleep and I just get a little text. It's like, paternity leave starts now, babe. We're getting induced in the morning. And I'm like, not really what I was going for this week, but I guess we're just going to, like, ride it out. And then it's also- Super Bowl's not next week. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll, like, figure it out. I guess we're just going to, like, roll with the punches here. But, yeah, me and that baby, I don't know how I feel yet. I could definitely fist fight a child. I probably could. (laughs) Like, I, okay, this sounds so bad. And, like, I don't dislike kids, but I do dislike kids. I like well-behaved kids. I like my siblings' kids. I like people, like, that I know's kids. But random kids in public, I fucking hate them. Like, I'm sorry, but I do. I would pay an exorbitant amount of money to like take an airplane that there were no children. Yes, Yes, I was just talking about this. Like I, I would be, and I don't think that that should be a big deal. Like I know parents get like really upset. Like this is a, a sensitive subject. You'd be surprised, but it's like, I just don't have kids and I just like want to go to the airport and get on a plane and like not have to deal with other people. Yeah. Like, yes. But yes. not very like well behaved. Yeah. And it's like, I get that there are certain situations where your kids have to fly or like whatever, but I would spend extra to not fly with a child because quite frankly, your permanent pet sperm is not my problem. Yeah, it's not. Genuinely not. I'm not. And, and I'm also like not there yet. I don't know if I'll no. be there, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's not, it almost like freaks me out a little bit. Like I don't, I don't no. know. 
freaking I've out. said this a million times, but I just will not be pushing a watermelon through this straw man. Yeah, it's, it's literally no thing. And like the thing with babies is they don't understand anything. And I just know. Like, like, I don't know what you mean. Like you can't go to the bathroom on your own. It's so annoying. And it's so dumb because like we were babies, but still like, I don't know. I, just, I was a nanny of five for a year and a half. <laughs> like I love kids. I'm great with kids. I yeah. just. I don't know what switched when I got like into my early 20s about just I, I I don't have the patience for it anymore. I don't want it. I haven't wanted it for a long time. I think I'd be a great stepmom because I'm like the cool I could be like the cool parent who has like less responsibilities. Like if someone dies, like that's not my kid, but like I can like be in the kid's life. You're like in between like the cool um, but also have like motherly. Like, yeah, I get that. I think you either you turn you go in your like 20s and you either like are like I need a baby literally right now or they start like like no thank you and then that maybe maybe that switch comes back I don't know we'll find out to be I'm about to yeah I'm about to be like a little like transparent as like a woman though for a minute though you're like we're both like in our late 20s like early getting to our like 30s whatever and it's like for a long time I struggled with the thought of like am I broken because I don't want this or because like I don't have this or I don't have the desire to have this and I haven't for a really long time and it's like something that a lot of people don't talk about like a lot of people talk about you know like their infertility journeys and stuff like that which is like also a really like a struggle I can't even imagine but it's like I almost like there's these life setting stones that like just seem to kind of go for the course of time where like you go to college and you get married and you buy a house and you have a baby and you get a dog. And it's like, I didn't do those things the way that like most people do. And I don't plan to, but it makes you feel like you're broken. And like, is something wrong with me that I don't want this step in life? And it's just, I don't know. It's like, that's, that's what society expects of you. And the fact that like women can go to college and have jobs and like live normal lives right now, it's just like, it's where that transition period. And there's like a lot of negative thought around it, not only from society, but yourself too, sometimes. Yeah. And you start to think about, it cause you're like, what's wrong with me that I don't want Like that I'm at brunch right now. And like, everyone's obsessing over like wanting to get married and talking about their weddings. And like, well, I'm happy for everyone. And that's fantastic. I just like, am not there. I'm not close yeah. there. And I don't, I just don't, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. And society like puts, you know, the expectation is that, you know, right. Like you said, you, you go to college, you meet someone, you guys get married. There's like all these little like checkpoints you have to get to, but I, I like everyone should be able to do it at their own pace. And I've never, mm-hmm. and then you start, and then it's crazy. Cause then you start to get into your late twenties, like early thirties. And then you start getting kind of looked down on it. Then it's like, it turns into a negative thing. And it's like, first you want me to be an independent woman. Then you want me to get married and have kids. Now, now you're looking down at me because I didn't want those things. Like, no, it's not. It needs yeah. to be a little bit. It's just different times. Like, and I love that for everyone, but it's not for Yeah. Us. And it's super tough being like a Southerner, like a Southern woman too. Cause it's like, you look at like the ring before spring stuff in college. And like a lot of my kids are on their, or a lot of my friends are on like their third kid or like whatever. One of my friends has four kids on purpose at 26 years old. Yeah, like I, me too. I, I, and I'm like, I can't even imagine my life. And like, maybe that's some of some of that does come with like the industry we're in and like yeah I, I recognize that that's probably a little bit but also there's a lot of women in the industry that already have babies and that's awesome too but I think that like the negative connotation it's like oh my god people are like this way I hate you know what people ask me it's like you don't want kids just because I don't want kids yet first of all doesn't mean I don't want kids it's just like I'm not we're not there yet we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there I love when people like look down at me and I'm like would you rather me have a kid 
because it's like something society thinks I should do, sure. even though I don't want it. Like what, what's the, why would I bring a life into this world that I don't want? I, yeah, I, I was, there was this TikTok I saw yesterday and it was like some girl, um, almost like bragging about having kids in her twenties. And then it was a stitch and the girl was like, or maybe I just didn't want to change diapers in my twenties. And like, it's okay to like do things whatever way. Like I'm not judging anyone that did want to do that, but I just never, this just wasn't, it's just not my jam. I'm only judging the people that are judging me for not doing yeah. it. <laughs> I'm judging you back like 20 times harder, I promise. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was like an important tangent that I think we needed to go on for a second. So your hero, if you don't know what your hero is, it's something unexpectedly good that happened to you. So Steph, what's your hero this week? Yes. So my mom is my hero this week, which is so fun. She, my, this part's not fun. My grandma passed in October and my mom has kind of been, you know, in this place in her life where she's not, she wasn't doing anything because my grandma was sick. So a lot of her life revolved around that. She doesn't have a significant other. She texts me. She's like, we're going to Hawaii. I'm booking it. We're going for grandma's birthday. And we're just gonna, we're gonna go for 14 days. I'm gonna pay for everyone. We're gonna use the inheritance and we're just gonna go to Hawaii. And I'm like, I love this era that you're in, whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Like That's so epic. Good for her, dude. Instead of being sad, like, let's just go celebrate because grandma always wanted to go to Hawaii. And I'm like, that's the vibes I need, mom. Like that. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to do it in Hawaii. I'm going to cry with pina coladas. Like I can fuck with that for sure. That's so good. Um, I already shared my hero. So I'm going to share my low, which some people might think this is funny and some people might be offended by this. And if you get offended easily, please either click out of this episode immediately or I don't know, cry. Um, So, and I'm so sorry that I'm going to talk about this, but I'm going to because it was just, if you are a young woman in news or sports reporting, please learn from me right now. <laughs> so yesterday I had a one-on-one interview with Ocho Cinco at uh, the opening of the new sports book and you know how like when you come in from a segment you have to like kind of introduce who you're with or whatever and it's not that nobody knows who Ocho Sing like people know who he is but it's like I still have to do it and so I was like do you want to go by Chad or do you want to go by Ocho Cinco which is a valid fucking question That's for a so TV valid. segment thank you and no. he was like I mean either is fine but nobody's called me Chad in like a decade and I was like well, what does your mom call you? And he goes, my mom died. Oh. <laughs> and I was already recording. The <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Oh my God. I, I recovered. It was fine. I think we cut it out of the segments. Okay. But I just thought that that was such a safe question and it was apparently not. So unless you know that someone's parent is alive and you are interviewing them, don't ask that question. Oh my God. That is like, and you were like, this is a good recovery. Well, like, what does your mom call you? It's like, yeah, well, oh my God. And so I looked up when she passed away. It was my birthday two years ago. Man. Okay. So, so like all right. All right, Peter Chad Ochocinco's mom. Yeah. I'm so sorry I had to talk about this. Chad, I pray to God you never see this. Oh but God. it was like one of those like horrific career moments. So if someone can learn from me, please do. But at the same time, like there is a little bit of humor in it if you're fucked up like I am. Yeah, it's a little bit funny. It's, it's like little- <laughs> they would write that into like some kind of like TV show, honestly. Ugh. So 
that was that was my day yesterday um so you texted me right before the show before we get into some championship weekend recaps and some other NFL notes that you were drinking we are a drinking show what are we drinking I okay this is very unlike me but there was like this like white Zinfandel in my Mm. cabinet and I just grabbed it but I owed you from last time that I was here a Jaeger shot because I didn't have one the last time I was on. So I did bring a Jaeger shot so that I could do it for you. Cause I felt bad that you did it alone last time. So I'm going to do a Jaeger shot for you. I think I might have like an, I'll do, I'll do a shot with you. Give me two seconds. Let okay. me see what I, let me see what I can chef okay, up. Let's see what you can, uh, you could brew up here. I was so proud of myself too. I'm like, I'm going to chill this. <laughs> Okay, this is terrible. I don't have any Jaeger and I am like the biggest Jaeger girl ever, but I'm going to put some like hair on my nuts right now. Yes, I have it. (laughs) I'm going to pull it. Like the most wasted show ever. So I literally had tornadoes like tornadoes like a couple days ago. Okay, cheers Mm -hmm. to you. You're just as, like, it's so smooth. Like, I don't, I don't get the complaints from people, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I like that, but never mix tequila and grape. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Oh. <clears throat> How are those? How are those? They're those- so good. I think I need to get them. They're so good. Um, I will say, not to be controversial, but the poppy drinks are better. Okay. It good depends. It depends what you're into. Me personally, I like that they're like supposed to be like soda flavors because I'm a Diet Coke whore. Okay. And I try that like I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm like dying. Um, and I try not to drink Diet Coke because I know that it's so terrible for you. So it's like the fact that it's like a prebiotic soda that tastes like a Dr. Pepper is fire. But if you want something like fruity and more refreshing, these are okay. Okay. The orange soda and the grape ones are bussin'. Saw this girl like making this like creamsicle drink with the orange one and I was like I am definitely going to need to get my hands on that fire yeah the orange one's really good I think the I usually hate like fake grape flavored things but I love this one. Oh, really interesting yeah don't get the root beer though it has a weird aftertaste yeah and I don't want to ruin root beer for me at all so yeah it's true all right so moving into our sports stuff because at the end of the day this is a sports podcast the big news today that everyone is talking about is that Tom Brady finally retired again. Everyone was kind of, is he going to go to San Francisco? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go to the Titans? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? We have our answer. I don't think he's going to change his mind again. You can't change your mind again. Tom's done. What are your thoughts? Okay. Yes. Tom is done. Like, I think it's like very, that video was like, you know what it reminded so sad, me? sad, though. He looked yeah, like, it was really he looked like someone ran his puppy over in front of him. You know what he looked like? And I was just saying this to my coers is like, you know how dog, <laughs> this is like turning to a really morbid fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know how dogs go like somewhere alone to die? <laughs> like, and they go like <laughs> under a tree. Like, it was like Marley and me, like Brady's like alone on the beach. Like the dog is going to die alone. And I was 
I, that's all I could think of while I was watching it because it was so it was sad and I don't think it was scripted I think it was like no. very much but like I couldn't stop thinking about like how like yeah dogs go like alone to a field or like under a tree no I'm gonna cry mom come pick me up <laughs> like oh my god this is Brady and me this could be a little Brady and me no oh I'm like so happy for him but at the yeah, same time fun. I'm yeah, it's so time. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, rumored to be Tom Brady's girlfriend or whatever. But yeah, according to my mother. But I did see like a lot of people, I feel like not in good taste, talking about like, do you think Tom wanted to get a divorce and the easiest way for him to do it was to play another season of football? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, like I... Like that's kind of, like that's like that's some lore, but it's kind of funny. It's a little bit funny. It's I'm trying not to laugh because it's like I know everyone's like very sensitive. Like we shouldn't like talk about other people's relationships, but like maybe, like I mean, it's we work in entertainment. Yeah, I think I mean it's an easy way, and now he's so free. It's almost like he set this up for like a little bit of despair so that he could like get out and just like live his best life. Yeah, like Tom doesn't know how to like live life without football he probably hasn't done it since he was like in kindergarten and like it's not like he and I'm sure he's like I know that he's like a great dad like I see him out with the kids all the time he's always with them and stuff but like he's never been like full-time dad mode is what I'm trying to say so it's like and I don't think that Tom can like just do like one or two things at a time like yeah he's got the brand yeah he's got the kids but he just like gives me that energy that he needs to have his hand in 50 pots and be doing 80 different things and be the best at all of them at all times so now I'm like I feel like Tom's gonna go like a little stir crazy not like having to be somewhere all the time I'm like interested to see what era he steps into now that he like doesn't have football does where's Giselle live now is she still they live across the street from each other okay like I just feel like there is a very low chance that they're not still banging though no because she's dating her jujitsu instructor that's right the young guy I was telling someone today that I could see them doing their own thing for like the next 15 years and then maybe when Vivi gets married they like rekindle their romance at like Vivi's wedding and then they like grow old together and like whatever probably like I feel like they will they they give me very like get back together vibes. Mm-hmm. Like I just where you like know that you're not gonna be you kind of like Tom. I don't know. Tom is kind of a he seems like a girlfriend guy. Like I feel mm-hmm. like he his next relationship, we're not gonna see him be like a serial dater. Like no. he's probably gonna be a relationship, it's probably gonna be longer. I don't know if I see him being married again. Um, but I think he will probably date and I see them getting back together for sure. Do you see him like dating someone younger or someone his age? I actually see him dating someone his age. Is that weird? Me too. Yeah, I really do. I feel like Tom's in like the, I think the era he's about to step in is like just your normal, like as normal as you can be, your normal like 40-year-old dad who just recently got divorced, who, do I think he'll date someone like relatively famous? Yes, just because when you're that high profile, I think you have to, but probably recently divorced, like has a couple kids too, like relates to him. Right. And they'll ride off into the sunset for a couple decades and then at Vivi's wedding, you know, whatever. They get back together. Yeah. It'll be yeah. like, like when my dad and my mom got divorced, like he, 
he went like a little bit younger, but not like young enough where it's like, oh my God, that like old man is dating a young, young girl. So maybe he'll go like a little bit younger. But again, like, I think it's gonna be someone that's again, like the same type of status and probably is also divorced, probably also mm-hmm. has kids, like very similar. Cause I, I can imagine that Tom Brady is a complicated guy. Like I, how do you date like the greatest football player of all? Time? Yeah. I either see that or I see him dating like a badass, like 35 year old, like business, like mogul, like web kind of woman with no kids, doesn't want kids, doesn't want to get married. Yes. It's one or the other. Like they're either going to have to be like a bad bitch robot or like a, like the most like relatable woman of all time. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to see how this unravels. (laughs) I love that. We're just like basically planning their entire future for them. Like this is what's going to happen. Tom, I give you a therapist. (laughs) This is big J journalism. (laughs) Okay. So that was the biggest football news. I feel like since the championship games last week so the nfc championship game was first i have a couple notes i'm sure you do as well because you're an nfc kind of gal but the san francisco quarterback woes from start to finish and at the time we didn't know we knew that brock purdy was hurt we didn't really know that it was his ucl what have you this kind of begs the question from me like if you have to go to your fourth string quarterback Like, I get that there's, like, everyone gets hurt. People get unlucky. You know, you have games where, like, you lose a lot of people. But it's, like, I don't – have we ever seen this in the NFL? And, like, does this kind of maybe tie into how Kyle Shanahan, like, play calls for quarterback safety? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, what the fuck is going on over there? Like, it's, like – Is it just a weird coincidence, which is, like, probably the way that I'm leaning? But it's crazy to get to this point, like – Jimmy G, fine, you're going to have Trey Lance. Then Trey Lance gets hurt. Then we have Jimmy G. Then you have Jimmy G get hurt. Then Brock Purdy, who is, like, quite literally mystery relevant. For him to get hurt in that game is insane. Like, maybe the NFL is scripted, because I don't think you can make that. Like, that's that's fucking crazy. I mean, there has to be something that is going on. How is that even possible? How do you go through that many quarterbacks? And then, like, uh, is it Josh Johnson? For him to get hurt, I was just about to say, like, for him to then go in, then you put Purdy back in. Well, he had, he was in concussion protocol too, and they had Christian McCaffrey fucking taking snaps for a minute. And then are you, and then what's the game plan there? Because if you can win that <laughs> game, like, are you just going to fucking get Christian McCaffrey hurt? Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. But obviously with like the Brady news, because he was one of the guys to potentially be rumored to go to San Francisco because you have Trey Lance on a rookie deal. Jimmy G's gone and you have Brock Purdy on a rookie deal. Josh Johnson, obviously he's been with like what 14 NFL teams. I think they said on the broadcast, but, but it's like now you have two and it's Brock Purdy who has a torn UCL torn UCL yeah. and you have Trey Lance who's also coming back from a fucking nasty injury recovery do you, how do you not try and find a vet like do you try and find a vet who do you roll with them in that situation like I truly do not know they probably go and sign like a random what are the one of the random uh free agent quarterbacks that are out there like I, I think it's Carson like Wentz Air, like I, like I think it's Kenny Bridgewater maybe you sign yeah. <laughs> But I think that they just let the two of them duel it out. But 
Trey Lance ultimately probably ends up getting the job as much as like Brock Purdy has so. parts. But I think that again, like everyone's so easy to knock Trey Lance. He really didn't get that much time. Like he got hurt very early on. Like there wasn't an opportunity to develop at all. And unfortunately for franchises that have been quite spoiled in the past, like you've, you haven't seen your team go through like a hard times, like a lot of franchises have, it's going to take time. Like Trey Lance yeah. is like, it, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Like no. you don't win a lot of games next year. I think like the, like the Steelers, for example, that team hasn't like not, the last time that team came in fourth place in the AFC North is like 1999. Like most yeah. of their literally were not even. Like, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season like, in his career. Literally, like they don't know. And I think the 49ers in some ways or not are also another one of those fan bases where you've had a lot of success in your franchise. You've all, also never gotten to like a deep, horrible point. So I think that like 49ers are just going to have to buckle up. You're lucky you have a really great defense. There's also so many pieces on offense. So like Trey Lance just needs a minute. So I think they'll have Purdy and maybe we see them like competing and in, in training camp. And maybe- yeah. No. Well, so my thing, I obviously don't believe in the cap because I think the cap's fake. It is fake. But there are rumors that Aaron Rodgers like wants to I don't think it's a rumor that he wants to be out of Green Bay, but it's like he could be looking at other places if they're yeah. willing to deal him. And it's like he's from the area, that team is already loaded. If you put Aaron Rodgers on that team, it's kind of a guaranteed Super Bowl in my opinion, and if it's not, that's fucking embarrassing as fuck. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't believe in the cap. How do you get him there on a one or two year deal, win a Super Bowl and retire on top? You know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's the direction. And then, cause I feel like that's a great landing spot for him. The other place like that would come to mind is like maybe the Jets, but I feel like the 49ers can do it in a way more responsible way than the Jets can. Like the Jets are going to do something stupid to acquire him. Whereas the 49ers could do it in like a somewhat ignoring what they did to get Trey Lance but like I think they could do it in a way that's not as like silly goosey as like the Jets yeah I'm just not sure that he would leave as like I think that the Jets have a better defense but the situation in Green Bay on offense isn't that much of like a jump for me for him to like feel secure and like hey I can win here before I like go out for him to do that in my opinion it's like I would love that wow I think that I would hate it because he bothers me, but I would be happy for everyone else on that team. Yes, he's very irritating. A hundred percent. Like he does bug me a lot. But yeah. He is. I don't know. The 49ers are a team. Like they'll they will make a move for a quarterback if they want to. Like, yeah. Direction they're gonna go. Yeah. So not to not give the Eagles their flowers because they deserve them. I had in here to ask you if you feel like if Jimmy G played in this game healthy do you think that it would have been a better game than it was? Because I don't. You don't? Okay. I, I do, think it would have been closer, but I think the Eagles yeah. still kind of. I still think the Eagles would have won, but I think it would have been much closer. Honestly, it's crazy that we're going to get to the point where like, I think the Eagles are fantastic, but like they're going to get to Kansas city and it's like one of the best competitors that they're going to have seen like almost the entire season. And that's nothing to knock the Eagles. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's still, the Eagles still would have came up on top. Like they're just functioning in a way that like any team would desire to it's working across the board. I, I mean, you look at the stats 
though, like it's crazy that they dominated that way. Like they were able to do that. And Jalen only had like 120 passing yards. Devontae Smith was their top receiver. He only had like, I think it was like 30 something. And Gainwell was their top rusher with like 38 yards. So it's like, they didn't like dominate either. So it's crazy that the score looked like that, but you can't do shit when like, the San Francisco's defense was so fucking tired by the end of it, but Eagles still, they're, they're that team. They're, they're it. Yeah. I mean, I will say I do like Kansas city better in this matchup, but they are fucking hurt, hurt. Like they're hurt. Like I have some notes about Mahomes in a second and we can talk about the super bowl, but it's like, I don't know, man. I think that they are, I, I I'm I'm worried for them just from like a health and safety perspective, like getting guys out on the field to be able to play a game because I'm looking at the injury report right now and Mahomes isn't on here for February 1st, which I, I mean, I guess he's going to play no matter what, like what's the point of even trying to play chess or checkers about it. Right. Um, but Willie Gay's on here. Um, Legereus needs on here. Nicole Hardman's on here. Kadarius, Tony, Juju Smith, Schuster, Trey Smith, obviously uh, Edwards, he layers on injury reserve. And it's just like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people like, and a lot of your weapons and your number one weapon in Patrick Mahomes is already hurt. And it's like, you wouldn't be able to tell that from last week's game, the way that he played, but like, it is what it is. Um, So we can, we can talk about the AFC championship game. Now. I, I, I think that he was an absolute dog in that game. There were plays that he took off on where I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, how is he doing this? I know that he is like shot the fuck up with drugs right now. But, oh, my God. I honestly, and I'm going to be honest, like, this is just me being totally, admittedly, Mahomes annoyed me until this game. Like, I was just bothered by, and it might be just, like, the way the media treats him, the way any commentator treats him. Like, I think it's just, and I don't think it's his fault. Like, No, it's not his fault, but it's a problem. Like, it just is, something about it always aggravated me. And then it almost, like, then people are starting to downplay like what Brady did. And it's like, Mahomes just got here. Like it's, he hasn't been around as long as everyone acts, but this game, I'm like, dude, this guy just fucking loves football and he will do whatever it takes to win. Like I gained so much respect. You can see him wincing in pain. He could barely put pressure on it by the end of the game. He's like walking on one foot to get to the sideline. Like, and he's fighting with everything and everyone like talks so much shit. Like, oh, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. It's like, no, he figures it out. Then you see MVS looking like a stud. Like he just, he gets the job done and it's, it's incredible. It's, I I do agree with your point. And it's like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it because for the majority of what people consume, and I am so guilty of this is, you know, we consume the big shows on ESPN, sometimes like NFL Network, and you consume the commentary from games. The way that people talk about Patrick Mahomes really bothers me. Chris Collinsworth specifically bothers me. And it's like, don't get me wrong. I totally understand he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I agree with you. But it's like, you're right. They do think they, they, people are already like calling him the goat over Brady. Like he's one like he they're on their way to two and it's like they can't keep this squad together forever yes he's fucking fantastic but you're putting your cart way before your horse here and it is really annoying like you are so spot on it's so fucking annoying the way that they baby the shit out of him sometimes on the broadcast and you're right it's not his fault 
But because they are all so fucking obsessed with him and in love with him and just whatever, it makes me hate him. And so do Brittany and Jackson. I'm sorry, but they do. And it's like, I think Patrick Mahomes is funny. I think he's great. He's the best player in the league right now, in my opinion. But the way that like his family and people talk about him makes him the least likable person. He's just not likable. But then like you hear him do stuff and you're like, you're really not that bad, which no. The reason I dislike you is because of something totally different. Like, yeah. and that's a shame that that's happening right now. Like we can't just like let them up. And part of that is because the quarterback play across the league is just not great right now. Like it's, it's some of the worst that we've seen probably in our life. It's just not good. Like across the board. Um, But like he, he's a great court. And I know that. And it's also me not like downplaying how fantastic he is because I very much recognize that he is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, the oh absolute, my God, he already is. Yeah. Like, he is one, right? But it's like, God, the way that the everyone talks about him, it's like, enough is enough. And then, and then fans start getting whiny. Like, you'll know this from your own family. It's like, we want the next Patrick Mahon. Like, shut up. You can't get one of those because there's only one. Like, yeah. Well, it's also like, I will say, Brittany Mahomes Cancun in three was funny. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Um, but, like, I loved him before she ever started talking or existed on the internet. Like, do you remember when he, like, first got drafted and that whole thing about him and ketchup went around? Yes! That was awesome! And you're like, you're so likable. That was awesome. Who like, gave your wife a camera? <laughs> or your brother. Oh, my God, Jackson. The it's video awesome. of them celebrating after this game is just, like... And they were so quiet all season. And I started to like him again. You know, I was like, good for him. You got them to shut up, you know, whatever. Like, I don't care what it is. And I hate to be a woman who's bashing women, but I'm sorry. She sucks. She does suck. She really does. And the thing is like, and I shouldn't assume this, but it just like feels like she's well aware of it. And now she's just feeding into it. Like, it's not, she has no self-awareness to be like, oh, and you don't need to like yell that loud. Like, I feel like there's ways to support someone without like it being- The champagne so- is what sent me over the edge. It's just inappropriate. And it's like, she has this, it, that gave me such like, like I'm better than you vibes. And I just don't fuck with that ever. Like we are all people, we're all at the same level. Like I don't give Whether a you have a kid or not, like, like we're all people. Do not spray champagne on people. Who do you know? No, and it's like, I love the people who were like, well, if your team won, you would be like, you would consent to champagne being sprayed on you. I was like, it was nine degrees. No. No, I definitely would not. I don't care how happy I am. No. No, if, especially because like I wear so much vintage gear to Jags games and stuff. I'd kill someone. Pissed. I'd yeah. kill someone. I'm pissed. Um, but yeah, like when he was like little ketchup boy up on the scene, I loved him. We love ketchup boy. I want ketchup. We love ketchup boy. Um, so a lot of the other conversations surrounding this game was, I mean, you know what the refereeing a lot, a lot of, a lot of the conversation around the postseason has been refereeing, but I will go out. I don't even know if this is going out on a limb, but I will say the entire season, the refereeing was absolute fucking dog shit from this league piss poor I don't feel like they did anything to fix it and it felt like it got worse as the season went on and it did in fact ruin a lot of people's seasons and I'm not going to pretend like it didn't yeah absolutely oh 100 percent. and then it's like you look at this game right and I do think that they're I mean the officiating was like mind-blowing it gets you to a point where you can turn to one of those people like for a second I was like 
oh my God, all these crazy people are right. The NFL is rigged. They're right. There, there are like, you get to a point where like, oh my God, is this actually like scripted? Because it, it's starting to feel that way. The Bengals had multiple opportunities that they did not take. Yeah. hundred percent. They still lost that game with or without some of the Agree. Yes. Um, but like, but that last call was tough. No, it's just like I get that you can look back at all of these missed opportunities, but I don't think it takes away the sting of your season ending on a call yeah. like that. Do I think you know in a reg? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know, like, though. some I of them, know. some of them were like, and that was. I think that was the first game that it was so many. Like there were like four really bad game-changing calls and I can only recall like from the Giants like from my fandom like I can probably name like on like one hand all the calls I can be like we lost this game because of the officiating like there hasn't been many but to have like four in one game is fucking crazy like that's, yeah I feel bad and the Bengals the Bengals shouldn't have talked so much though like just you guys should have shut the- up the oh, Burrowhead stuff was, it was wild. It's getting corny a little bit. It is. Travis Kelsey screaming after, like, the game was also corny, though. I, I agree. I think that everyone thinking that that was so fun. I actually don't find that funny. I think it's way cooler to just be like, you can do, like, a subtle comment, but not. Yeah. Like- he just kept going, and it's, like, disrespectful to the broadcast crew and, like, the yeah. people trying to, like, to consume that content at home. And it's, like, if you're being interviewed sure do whatever but like when he was walking in front of Patrick Mahomes getting interviewed and then when they were up on stage and he decided to like scream into the microphone and stuff it's like you're just being obnoxious for the sake of being obnoxious he also like one like you're coming off as if did you go and chug a handle before you like started like he was acting almost like that's like what a drunk guy does it's like that behavior was just like totally just out of pocket from like I get it it's funny like I definitely would have taken a jab too but yeah, again yeah. there's a way to do that what is is Patrick Mahomes just surrounded by people that want to scream like, I, I don't feel- know oh. <laughs> you need to blink if you're in, like need help yeah and it's like you and I are both the most pro like spicy media people ever like I wish people would swear on broadcasts. I wish they'd keep the gnats the same and not cut things like sports are sports, whether how you consume them, whatever. But like when you grab the microphone and you scream burrowhead my ass, it's just kind of like at least when you turn on certain things, it's I don't I don't know. It just it felt disrespectful to the crew. It felt annoying. It felt like boy pick me vibes. I don't know. And that and also I can't I'm not gonna get over the fact. Do you remember when that uh the new stuff came out that like he used to like make his girlfriend like pay for every like mm-hmm. half of dinners and like half of the rent and half of everything and like she was and she all- was a teacher yeah and she's like I'm here to like split things but like also you're ma- and not that you should and I'm all about like being in like pay for yourself do whatever but like to some extent it's like I, I mean like you don't she doesn't need to split the bill every 20 no well like the thing that pissed me off about that and I don't know this to be true I don't know the relationship I don't know anything it's just based off of what I heard and if what I heard is true and you know everything you read on the internet is 100% fact yeah. um I did read that she was like a teacher and she broke up with him because he was expecting her to pay for like vacations and dinners and like stuff like that that he wanted to do because he could afford it and she obviously couldn't. And it's like, if you wanted to like 
go to fucking Waffle House at the movies and like something like that. I'm 1000% if I'm a teacher to share things with you, fine. But if you're an NFL player and you want to go to fucking Nobu and Turks and Caicos on the weekends, sorry, why are you dating me? Find someone that can afford that stuff then that's at the same like pay grade as you. 100% a level that doesn't and it's like fine for your partner to make like more money than you to make less but then like you should be splitting things like 40 60 70 30 whatever like the deal is I don't know I just think that's not yeah 100 percent. and if it's true that she broke up with him for that good for fucking her yeah yeah like good for her um but uh, like I just I wish that I had more to say about Kansas City it just felt like every single time something went in their favor it immediately just like something made it fall flat and they got so deflated that they just when it came down to like make plays when they had to on like third downs or whatever they just couldn't make it happen yeah I god I I don't know I feel like I lean Kansas City for the Super Bowl like I do which is so shocking because I feel like I have been so low on Patrick just because of everything that we just talked about which is so stupid but their injuries really definitely are a problem and I think the Eagles are a team where like they're gonna lean into that which I don't love like, yeah they're the team that's like it's oh your ankle's hurting you <laughs> yeah let me you know step on it in the pile exactly I love the dirty birds you do God. I do I mean, Straight up cannot, though. I know, you can't. I'm cheering for the Eagles in the Super Bowl, but I think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I just love the city of Philadelphia, and I think their fans are just so funny. Did you see the girl who was, like, jumping on, like, some sort of structure and, like, fell and broke her neck doing it because it, like, fell she down? So, like, I don't think she broke her neck. I don't know, but she was in, like, yeah, like, something very tragic happened to her neck, and she was, like, in a brace because she was, like, going too crazy. I, okay, I'll tell you because I went to the link for the Giants Eagles game. The I've been to the game. link; it's wild. That was the first time I have been there, and I think part of it, like, I definitely I forgot my Giants jacket that I usually wear to games. So I think that this saved me a little bit. As I was wearing, I had to walk to Macy's, and the only jacket I could buy was like a black one, which was fine. Um, I had a really good time. Like, even everyone that knew I was a Giants fan was super nice to me. Like, I didn't, I did not it was fun like and they have a nice stadium like definitely were they was there people like talking shit absolutely but you're gonna get that in most stadiums anywhere I like where I draw the line is like if people are with children like that's where I don't think it's cool I Um, think the intimidation is where I draw the line if you try to like intimidate me with your fandom that's that's where I'm like you're fucked up yeah, I don't need you. I agree. Or when it starts coming down, like very like degrading, I'm like, we need to chill out. We're both like sports name players. five players from the 1984 yeah. Giants team. Stephanie, what was Eli's cousin's aunt's mom's sister's brother? Like, I don't shut name five brothers. Yeah, like <laughs> like I'm done with that. But I will say I had a good time in Philadelphia, so I can't talk too much. Shit. I Dude. do. Get- and they've been good too. Like when you're I te- fucking love Philly. It's like one of my favorite cities. People hate it, but I fucking ride with Philly. I had a really good time there. And I was like really upset because I was expecting to go there and be like, this is gonna be awful. But I like had a good time. And I always had to have a good time in Philly. Like I used to go there. Yeah. It's a it is a kind of it's a awesome. Vibe. It's so fun. It's so fun. That's why I didn't go to Kansas City, though, is because one, the weather was disgusting. Two, I felt like we were gonna lose. And three, even if I felt like we were going to lose, I've traveled 
thousands of miles across the country multiple times to watch the Jaguars fucking blow Wiener. Um, but like if it were somewhere fun, like if I were going to LA or Vegas or New York or like something like that, fine. I'm not gonna get on a flight, pay for a flight, pay for pay for a hotel room, pay for tickets to go eat shitty barbecue in Kansas City. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do it. And they do have some good barbecue. I will say their barbecue is good. Okay, but like. I've never been there. I just found out, like, and Garbage. I swear to God that I am, like, I would consider myself, like, a decently smart. I didn't know that that was in fucking Missouri at all until, like, recently. Yeah, they really think that's where they get you. Was they it my tweet that I, when I was, like, you You were the one that, you're the reason, wait, hold on, hold on, I totally forgot. You're the reason I figured that out, too. Had you not tweeted that, I would have had no fucking idea. <laughs> Here I am. I would have been like booking a flight to like wherever and then being like, what the fuck is going on? Kansas City, Kansas. That's what people kept saying to me. They were like, well, there is a Kansas City, Kansas. And I was like, yeah, but the Kansas City Chiefs play in fucking Missouri, you weirdos. So weird. It's bizarre. And they trick you. And I'm not, I don't love that. It's giving the Iceland Greenland thing for me. Yes, it is <laughs> very much so. And that's also bullshit. Both are bullshit. Both are bullshit. <laughs> just let things make, like things just make sense. Like it's something <laughs> I think I might send a strongly worded email to get the names of Iceland and Greenland switched to what they should be. I'll sign off on it too because I'm like all in support of that. Like I and it's like some you know things that like live rent free in your head for no reason. Like I think about it a lot. Wait, okay, this is so fucking random, and I swear to God, I'm not high yet. Have you seen that they're like cloning woolly mammoths? Yeah, but but like I no yes kind of. (laughs) And I didn't have enough time to like look into this. Oh, like, I oh, did. I think I was high, but I no, I, I know all about it. They're really doing that. Okay, so how they're doing it? All right, I'm so sorry if you did not sign up for the National Geographic episode of Saturdays and Seltzers, but our, I'm doing yeah, it. This is like our yeah. So I watched like a fucking 30 minute deep dive of this shit last night because I was so stoned. So what they're doing is they have woolly mammoth DNA. And what they're going to do is they're going to use this DNA with elephant DNA. They're like, the, there's like some type of elephant. I can't remember what type of elephant it is. It is like the closest relative to woolly mammoths. Okay. So what they're doing is they're basically making a Petri dish baby of this woolly mammoth DNA and taking the embryo and placing it in this elephant. And then I think that like the... um like life like the pregnancy cycle of an elephant is like 18 months or something like that so after 18 months this elephant will give birth to this mammoth embryo okay and also on top of this like is no one worried that like science is getting like way too advanced like well my thing is is like why do we need one why do we need this project was like a billion dollar project that was approved do you know what we could do with a billion dollars as society? Who, of this stuff? who, who decided that? that like, our, how is this going to affect, affect like ecosystems and stuff too? Because they're not only doing it with mammoths, they're doing it with dodo birds. But for, again, like what reason? Like, Why? Are, gonna, are we like, you want them to like roam? Yeah. <laughs> and, we- yeah. You're just going to put them in Siberia? I don't know. And do... I- like for I just want to know for what we need to stop doing things that just to do them I think the purpose is so that like you know how like the because of like all of this climate change stuff there's all of these species that are going extinct that are like vital to certain okay. ecosystems I think it's kind of like a 
trial system project for like figuring that kind of stuff out just in case something were to happen but it's like what like I can't even like as a human think like what would like what would the equivalent be of like us like like a fucking like this elephant is about to give birth to a mammoth like and also is this consensual yeah did you ask this was the right questions they should be asking thank you did you ask the elephant? Maybe the elephant doesn't want to do that. Also, like, should we be focusing on maybe our own species? Not to be mean, like, love animals to death. But, like, do we need to bring species back? Unfortunately, no, dude. Also, like, I'm pretty sure woolly mammoths, like, roamed in, like, North America, dude. Are we just going to, like, let them? What? But what's the plan once we have the woolly mammoth? Yeah, fuck it. I think that we should have free. I'm pro free range woolly mammoth. I, I think it'd be sweet. Like, I'm Let's down- get back in the olden days. See more wildlife. Like, I want to see more roaming species. I want a woolly mammoth traffic jam like geese when they're crossing the road. That would, can you imagine? Yeah. That would I can. Something awesome. Like, I need more. Maybe I do. Maybe you're right. I'm actually all for it. Where can I donate? We're a pro mammoth podcast. <laughs> a pro mammoth podcast. <laughs> um, I don't really know how we got here, but I did have a couple other questions um before we get into like some closing stuff do you have any free agency hot takes on anyone and what do you want the Giants to do in the offseason I know the draft is far away I won't even talk about the draft but like do you have any free agency hot takes and what do you want from your G-men yeah I have this random which maybe you won't love this one I'm like getting weird vibes with DeAndre. if you're gonna say Marvin Jones bye see ya love you yeah. thanks for the help see ya I think that the Falcons are a very interesting team to look at for DeAndre Hopkins just keep that in mind that's like my okay one. one blanket statement that I just want to make is Saquon Barkley is going to be a giant next year no matter how much everyone's like waste their like air and I even if the Giants overpay for it it's just like gonna happen um, I think it's gonna wants- be the Aaron Judge thing like the Yankee like the Yankees like kind of like let people think that he was yeah. gonna go somewhere else for the drama and the New York media I agree with you they will do the same thing it's, he's going to come like there is no, I don't remember an athlete saying I want to be a giant for life more than Saquon Barkley. Like, I don't know anyone that's ever said it at this, to this extent. And like, you think about Le'Veon Bell and what happened with him, like Saquon's going to get franchise tag. Then they're going to come up with some type of deal that works. And then they're going to pay Daniel Jones. And then they're going to stay together. The guys are literally, ba- it's just, that's, what's going to happen. I like so them. cute. It's cute. Like, I like that they love each other. I don't know what it is. Like, one's an all-star and, like, one's kind of, like, he's good, but he's not, like, it's it's just funny that they're such good friends, honestly. I know. Are you happy that Daniel Jones kind of, like, earned his keep or are you wishing that you guys were, you know, flirting with somebody else or the draft or, I mean, you are flirting with the draft to a degree, but are you, like, I feel he did earn his keep, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I'm kind of, like, fucking damn it dude because you always want that you know Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady what I think Trevor Lawrence could become and some of these other young guys but it's just like yeah I think they're opening themselves up like one thing that people don't understand is like the quarterback salary market and I think it's like really misunderstood everyone is like shitting their pants about how much Daniel Jones might get paid without realizing that guys like Ryan Tannehill gets paid 29 and a half. Kirk Cousins, like, was the most paid quarterback in the NFL at one point, people. You should see Jared Goff's contract. You should see Carson Wentz makes $32 million a year. 
if they pay Daniel Jones 35 30. to 39 million a year, it's really not that serious. Like everyone needs to chill out. It's genuinely just- I think that's a bit of an overpay, but I think they're going to have to overpay a little bit because he earned it. And that sucks. And that's their fault for not, I mean, it's not their fault because they couldn't at the time pick up his fifth year option. And I totally get that. But I think they're in a spot where if they construct the contract, right, if you do something where like you can get out of it after X amount of years, maybe you have a guy that next year they do draft a quarterback or maybe they draft a project this year. They might end up doing that. It wouldn't surprise me. I think me. you have to because have like to. who yeah. who's who's his like who's his backup next season? I think that they'll probably, I think, I thought Tyrod got a two-year. He might have only have a one-year deal. I think they'll probably keep Tyrod there. I think they probably draft someone. Like, he even got if it's a like, draft. Um, oh, my God. What's his name from TCU? Like, he feels. I oh, don't the know, redhead. Uh, Doug, it's not uh, It's not Hendon Hooker. Um, what's his Duggar? Max Duggan. Yes. Um, I had, like, a uh, night sweats dream that we drafted him, so it probably is going to happen. Um, if they draft someone like that, okay, cool. Let's see what happens. Ideally, I think they put themselves in a spot where like next year we probably will not have as good of a record. We got everything kind of aligned this year for them to be in the situation that they were. Our draft positions definitely knocked us out, but we have so many holes. Like that defense needs a lot of effing help and they literally need a wide receiver one. So that first pick in the draft is either going to go to like, it probably will end up being a wide receiver. A lot, dude, a lot of people are looking for receivers in this draft. It's kind of, that's like the hot commodity. It is. And honestly, because the free agency, like the class right now is like not good. It's a Uh, weird year for free agency. What would you want Marvin Jones? You know, what's crazy is I wanted Marvin Jones. When was that? Like two years, a year ago. ago. No, indeed. Because Dave Gilman had ties with him for a little bit. And I really thought that we were going to get him for a while. But now it's like, just like Eli Manning, like when they brought over Plaxico, like Daniel Jones just like needs his, I listen, I always tell people my like ongoing joke is like, I don't have daddy problems. I have Plaxico problems. Like I was like, so, and I used to say that drunk at the bar in college. Like I'd be like, oh no, I don't have daddy problems. I have Plaxico problems, whatever. But he needs, we need a real wide receiver one. Like Kenny Galladay is the most disappointing thing and I've been on the record and said, I never wanted him like at all. Like I just didn't, I was, oh my God, worst day of my life is when we signed him, but we need a real wide receiver one. And I would actually rather bring in a vet and then draft someone. Like, I don't want to take our chances. I want to bring in like, a do you guys think you're not a good spot for Deandre? That's what I was going to say is like, when you're a young millionaire, like there's a few places that you want to be. And he does have a lot of decision because of his skill level of where he will be. It's not like a, where can I get a contract? It's yeah. like, there's maybe four or five teams realistically who don't need him. And so you look at LA, you look at Miami, you look at the New York teams, you look at maybe Dallas and Atlanta. And it's like, you are one of those people. And I feel as though like you need, look at like Tua Tagovailoa and like his, receivers they fucking take so much work off of his plate that you need to do that for Daniel Jones and I and that's what he needs and the thing is like when going back to the year that Daniel Jones was even drafted not to be like story time but a lot like there was a lot of cons about him um he got drafted it's funny because if if Daniel Jones got drafted in the second round I actually think that there wouldn't be as much negative talk about him I think that one pro was that he had a great deep ball 
He has the best wide receiver that he has ever played with is Sterling Shepard and debatably Golden Tate at the end of his career. Like, just get the guy, get him a guy. Somebody. I don't care. Like, I would be all in. I see Giants fans complain. You could honestly say Saquon at wide receiver. Dude, yeah, right? Like, do, I mean, like, go get T. Higgins. Like, I don't care. Like, give up. T. Higgins would be great. Yeah, go get someone that's actually a real, like, I want to, it's been so long since we've had a true wide receiver one. Like, you just need weapons. Like, even Trevor, right? Like, look at the weapons that he got this year and, like, and I don't think that it was any knock to Trevor's talent last year, but now you give him like, show us what you have Trevor. And he's like, okay, no problem. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Like, last year was a lot of like the urban Meyer issue. Having Doug Peterson helped having receivers help. Now, yeah. if he can fix his turnover problem, chef's kiss, we're here boys. Like we're out here, fuck around and find out. And he's exactly where you would want him to be. Too. Oh my God. Yeah. It's you okay. Three years. Like, three years. Cool. You can. Yes, you cannot judge a quarterback for three years fully. And, like, people, like, don't realize, like, because Daniel Jones for so long, it was, like, the turnover problem, the turnover problem, the turnover problem. But what they failed to look at is, like, you look at his stats, like, he has every single year slowly fixed it until this year. He's a scrambler, dude. He does not. Now he doesn't turn the ball over at all. Like, he's getting smarter. And I think a lot of that is, like, Brian Dable. And now places like Jacksonville, places like the New York Giants again, they're appealing to free agents. Like free agents actually want to go there. And it's been years since I could say that. I have to say this, and I know it's a sensitive subject. Thank you for Evan Engram. You're welcome. It's not <laughs> great. I like, and it's so funny because he quote tweeted me. Like, I know. That's why I was like, I know this is sensitive. It's so funny. Cause like, if he actually like looked at, like, if he actually like, consumed any of my like real content other than like what the one announcers tweet, one are time first of all I don't think he realizes the announcer said that on tv what I what I tweeted like that was yeah. not a, that was not a authentic genuine fucking post I literally yeah. peeled from someone else's mouth but like if he actually consumed it like I'm pumped for Evan like I hate that it didn't work out I'm like fucking jealous that you guys yeah because he was fantastic his rookie year and it's and so- now he wants to be in Jacksonville and like no nobody's wanted to be in Jacksonville for a long time right and that's such a good feeling like you're in a good spot where it's like when there is free agency battles like you can win those you can actually start wine and dining guys and like getting them to come to Jacksonville getting them to want to be on the Giants like it's been a really long time to be able to say that Doug Peterson has done a fantastic job like he probably is not paid enough like I you look at Sean Payton like I don't know what the difference is wild that was the other news this week that I forgot to bring up I think it's probably gonna end up being a massive overpay and what people don't realize is someone like Doug Peterson he also won a Super Bowl. Like, why are we? I don't know what. I don't know if it's because with Payton. fucking uh, Nick, Nick Foles. Yeah, I don't know. What. And Carson Wentz. It's crazy to me that like Sean Payton gets so much hype that I don't. I actually don't think Doug Peterson got enough hype. No, I was happy. I don't either. I was all in. I had Jacksonville to win the the AFC South. Like, I was all in on this team because I believed in like the talent that was there and a real coach that could do that. Yeah, I was like, that's the thing is like, I got a little like a little bit of heat for like my response to Byron Leftwich not being hired. And I'm glad at this point that he wasn't. But it's like Doug at the time had just taken a year off of football. Yes. He hadn't he hadn't made it known to the media why. But when you're in the media and someone takes a year off without knowing why, 
it What's just it, it's 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 a red flag you it, for any reason I'm sorry if that's harsh but it's true and the fan base had just been so sold on Byron Leftwich and they didn't even kind of put blood in the water that Doug Peterson was someone that they were going after yeah. to the point where like one of our like insider guys tweeted that Byron had been hired and everyone lost their shit and then six hours later Doug Peterson was our head coach and it's like for a city that had just been through everything that it had been through with Urban Meyer and back-to-back first picks and like whatever it just like it felt like the fucking sky was falling for a minute and it's not that I didn't think he was a good coach but it's just like we see some of these other guys get so much fucking hype do I think that Sean Payton is a great coach yes do I think that he also hid behind good coordinators and Drew Brees yes do I think that he can be better than fucking Nathaniel Hackett in Denver I think two sticks of bread and a fucking whatever could be better than him there. Like it just wasn't a fit. It's not that he's not a good coordinator. It just didn't work for him. And I think that they'll be fine. And by fine, I mean, they'll be right over 500 with Sean Payton, but it's like, I don't expect the Doug Peterson turnaround that we had just because I, I don't know. Like it's, it's Russell Wilson's hardheadedness and not having like someone like Trevor Lawrence, who's young and moldable and shapeable to buy into your system. It's so different. And what people fail to realize, and I talked about this on like my show today, is the signs were there with Russell Wilson, his last year with Seattle. And for some reason, we all ignore this. And I got so much shit for this. Like he was having a hard time finding fucking Metcalf. And then you put him in a brand new system. And because Tom Brady was able to go somewhere and win a Super Bowl, because Matt Stafford was able to go somewhere and win a Super Bowl, all of a sudden it's like, we're going to put... Russell somewhere new with Nathaniel Hackett, who was only brought there. I don't care if no one wants to admit it to get Aaron Rodgers, and that's not who you got. And Russell seems like a very difficult person to have in a locker room. Yeah, I've said this on this show before, and I'm not sure if you heard this, but there, Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch were on a show talking about, yeah, all that yes. stuff. How they couldn't have his fucking phone number. They had to, to call him through his agent. Imagine. Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman. It's not like the fucking third string cornerback who wants your phone number. It's not like the new like rookie that got drafted in the sixth. Like we're talking about like what kind of that's all like, of famers. That's like me telling like the guys that work for me. Here's my assistant to be able to contact me to get things done. Like, I mean, what kind of work environment is that? Like, Oh God. And that irritates me more than anything. Like some of that, a lot of it, I won't even say some, a lot of it was definitely Nathaniel Hackett, but I think that Broncos fans are a little bit like, I don't think this is going to be what you thought going into like this past year. Like it's still not going to be this. Like it's not going to be an overnight fix. No, it's not. There's a lot of things there. And now you just gave up, you just gave up draft capital for a coach after you just gave up all this draft capital to get Russell Wilson and to come off this season that wasn't that They're great. They're fucked for a long time. And you fucked. saw them like losing the, lo- you, you're losing the locker room there. Russ is losing, people are yelling at each other on the sidelines. Like it's just not. That flight would have sent me over the edge. Oh my God, I would have punched him in the literal face, I think. The fact that the Jags lost to them after that was like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then they didn't take the bye after, which is fine. I do prefer when they take the bye after the London game, but like. I just was miserable. It's like such a, I don't know. They were like, Russell was just such an irritating, irritating presence. Figure, yes. 
Um, so last question for you before we move into our closing stuff. Super Bowl pick and score. And do you have any bets? I know it's still a week away. Well, a little over a week, but do you have any bets and who's your pick and score? Yes. Okay. So I am going to pick Kansas City. I'd like this game to be, I can't believe we still haven't gotten overtime in the playoffs. Like, I just feel like it's coming. Like, I Mm -hmm. want it to come very badly. It probably won't, this game, it's, this game is probably going to be like a 27, 24 type game, maybe. I like that. Vibe. Um, I really like right now to take any player other than the quarterback to throw a touchdown things get very weird in these games um especially if Mahomes is hurting a little bit that's one thing I've really looked at so far nothing crazy. okay okay yeah it's, it's a little ways away touchdown, things will change he's probably due for an anytime touchdown type thing okay um, but yeah all right I like it so pop culture shit of the week is just some pop culture news that you found sort of interesting this week. I had two kind of shit talking things. So I added one to my actual shit talk and one to my okay. pop culture thing. Obviously, you know who Connor McDavid is. Yes. So his girlfriend's name is Lauren Kyle. And they recently had that whole cheating scandal, whatever. Yes. I guess for the all-star break, they went on vacation and his girlfriend posted the literal worst photoshopped photo of them in another take it down because I was trying to look for it well so I saw it the other day no it's right here maybe yes um I'm gonna send it to you right now and you got to look at like her arm and like the background of her dress and stuff and I just she turned the comments off because people were roasting her like a bunch of people made tiktoks tweets like all this stuff and it's just so bad. And she didn't even take it down. Like the way that the like trees and shit are bending. And, oh my God. It's just so bad. And what's crazy it's- is because doesn't she, she, oh my God, her, her wrist, like honey, no one, are you Gumby? It's just kind of what sad. Is- like I hate that girls feel the need to do this. I know. And what is that? Like, what is that? I'm hoping that we move more towards like just this. Let's just be like a little bit more natural than like having like that. everyone whitens their teeth, everyone or a pimple or whatever. But like, there's a oh, difference God. between that and, and like, like in your body. Yes, and it's like I just why would like I just hate that she left it up, and it's like sad. And she turned like comments off for people who don't like. I don't know. It's just really like. Yeah. And it's hard because you put it in like a carousel with like other pictures and they so clearly are different. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I feel so bad for her, like just because of everything that she's been going through lately. But it's like, it's like when the Kardashians are so blatant about it. And it's like, how do you not notice this before you put it anywhere? Like no one is like saying, oh, maybe let's like not do that. I don't know. I know. I just, I think, I hate that like people feel the need to do it, but it's still. It's icky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your pop culture. What the hell is going on with this Jeffree Star thing? Like, (gasps) I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay. So if you live under a rock, Jeffree Star, I guess, is like apparently fucking an NFL player in Wyoming who's like six foot six and wears Louis Vuitton. I don't think that it's anyone serious at all because Jeff because Jeffrey would never he just wants like to stir shit literally he wants like the literal attention of this um 
Like, I think it's definitely, it's gotta be someone that like, we're not talking like fourth straight, like this is someone that's probably a name that people would recognize, but not like everyone's being super dramatic about some of the people that they're accusing yes. of this. Justin it, Herbert. It is I mean, like, literally not, in surgery. Not, this is surgery. You're not even paying attention to any type of news if you think that. But it's the Vans and the orange Louis Vuitton coat for me I that I'm like questions. And I know the gun on the counter, which yes. I guess like, and I'm I'm like we're all worried about who this is. But also, there's just like this massive gun. In the- <laughs> I and the silencer on it is like, like massive, crazy. But then I don't know. Like I don't. It's so funny. I haven't said this like online, but like in the caption, it's like something about like great in the bed or whatever. But maybe it's like a bed thing. I don't know. Like I think it might be like a. It feels like a very like kink thing a little bit. I'm also almost like, is this just some random rich dude in Wyoming that he was like, you could pass as an NFL player. Like, let's yeah. fuck with the internet. Because he's like 6'6 and like does look like. Yeah, I'm not like, bu- I'm just not really buying that. It's like someone, I, it's just, it feels very like attention grabbing type thing. Agree. It's it's definitely nobody important. I just can't think of anyone who's six six in the NFL or even like on like a prominent like coach or something like that that would literally wear Vans and orange Louis Vuitton. And it feels like was the orange like an attempt to be like he's on the Bengals like because it was kind of a sad attempt. No, no, because it was before the Bengals lost out, right? Yeah, I I think it was like the day before like last Sunday. I yeah I don't know I it's just not I don't think it's as big of a deal as I think it's I think Jeffrey's just fucking with us for the fuck of it of course which is like kind of funny but yeah go off go off (laughs) um our tea party segment just to talk some shit the Joey Bosa Philly fan fight was fucking wild First of all, I hated him because I knew he was a douchebag already. The way that he acted in the Jacksonville game was disgusting. Like, he's always just kind of been, like, a douchebag, but I never hated his guts. The way that uh, I, first of all, I loved the, like, Bosa. Like, that shit was so funny. The fact that he was drinking a Cherry Coke Bud Light Seltzer. Why? And then, like, just the way that he was speaking to them is so gross. And, like, the way that he assumed that, like, nobody outside of, like, pro athletes can make money is just gross. It's so funny because this was, the second I saw this, like, that's, this is exactly what I wanted to talk about, honestly. Um, yeah, what, so, it's so funny, the guy back is, like, so am I. <laughs> like, it's, yes. It's just so funny because he definitely, like, is everyone below you? And I think yeah. that we- seen this at him like exactly like the Jacksonville game I was trying to think which game it was that he was being like I mean you clearly have like some type of like un like anger something is going on there like with this mentality that you're so much better like you think you're the only one that can make um what does he say I'm fucking rich or something yeah he's like you broke bitch I'm rich like I can afford it uh okay like who cares the one thing that pissed me off more than any of that and yes that's fucking vile was I'm sorry I haven't heard someone use a slang term for being gay like using butt buddies since like middle school he said that yeah he was like are you taking a video on snapchat for your fucking butt buddies yeah no and it's like very yeah like everything his 
his aura is very much like I am better than everyone else. And I just don't, again, like another one of those like vibes where I don't love that. It's I just, just want to grab him by that stupid ponytail. And you're, it's so funny because you're so bothered that in the game, you're still like, like participating and going back and forth with these guys. Like chill out. It's just so gross. And but I did, I do think that they were funny. Like they were funny. Because like they weren't even saying anything. They were just saying Bosa. And then he was like giving them a hard time. And they were like, oh, you know, you're not playing this week. And like, he just decided to get all pissy. Like, obviously you're not playing this week. Yeah, no, it was not just, I don't know. Did you see? Okay, so my other thing to bring up for this part was, do you see all this like Kayvon Thibodeau, which you probably are on the side where you think he's very annoying and that's fine. But I think Kayvon Thibodeau is actually hilarious. Like I think his- I didn't know he was controversial. Like I remember some of his stuff from the draft, like him like making jokes and stuff, but I didn't really know he was like controversial, controversial. Okay. So this weekend, it was like a whole thing on Sunday where he tweeted something, which was dumb. Like it was about like how, like maybe we could have beat the 40. I don't even know what the tweet was. It's fine. Let's go back to the draft. He made it very clear. Like he did not really follow the NFL as like a kid. Like it was always like football was just his thing. Didn't know. I do remember this. So then he gets into that, that like whatever happens where he's doing the uh, Snow Angels next uh, um Nick Foles. And then he says he doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is, which is low-key like kind of funny, but also he means it. Like he's not, this is- Oh yeah, sp- he totally means it. So then he tweets out like something about like not, like they could have, maybe we were better than the 49ers, which is dumb. But then Joe Staley quote tweets it and is like, you're a flashy player who gets bodied by average tacklers. Don't let the New York media affect you too much. And he quote tweeted it and was like, who are you? (laughs) Which is like hilarious because now this is the second Hall of Famer that he was like, I don't know who you are. And then it got to the point where like Michael Strahan then gets involved and is like, you also had a great, he quote tweets Joe now and is like, you also had a great career and should be proud. Don't go after a rookie and my kicker because he goes after freaking Lawrence Tynes, which is crazy. Like, I don't know if they're all drunk or what was going on. but I think that that's funny. That like isn't offensive. And then, but my favorite part of it, which is so funny, is Kayvon then tweets, uh, like some of, I think one of the guys on Miami was like, KT is so funny, bro. And he quote tweets it and he's like, I don't know. These old people just need to leave me alone. Which is so that's so funny. No, that's not even offensive. That's actually fucking hilarious. He has a personality and some of these dudes need to be humbled. Like, I'm sorry. You can like, I, like, that's the thing is people think that like football is just everyone's life always has been whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm a like, like some people just don't like take their jobs that seriously. Do you think like a marketing director like admires like the best marketing director no. to ever marketing direct? No, literally never. And he even like, I think he tweeted too, like the same night. He's like, I don't care how famous you think you are. If I don't know you, I just don't know you. Like it's, it's not, not it's, it's not that deep. Like is no. the thing. Like I, and everyone always gets so sensitive about that. But it's, why would you expect a kid that's like born in, like, I bet he was born, like, 99 to, I don't even know, maybe, honestly, probably younger than that. Why would he know a Hall of Famer that's, like, 
50 40 something years old now like he doesn't he wasn't born and like he didn't it's not tom Brady. dude like keenan allen was playing wide receiver when his kid was in elementary school <laughs> and now he's still on the same fucking team he admitted, he admitted he like doesn't know nfl history he always followed like call so it's like was very different and like these they don't fucking know but i thought him saying like these old people need to leave me alone. so good so good no i'm pro i, I fucking love that that's I good shit it. yeah i love it that's good shit <laughs> All right, last segment is our tweets of the week. It can be something like a bonk that someone said to you, a funny tweet or a meme or whatever. Mine is none of those things. Okay. I, for some reason, just get like sad sometimes and want to see people's pets. I love it. I love when you do this. And so I just tweeted and I was like, timeline cleanse, drop a pet pic. And I got like hundreds of responses. So many dogs, so many turtles, so many everything. Uh, Travis Etienne tweeted me a picture of his doodle. I did not expect him to be a doodle guy um, or have a dog, but props. I actually love Travis Etienne way more now. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, that's, that was like my, that was, I should have been in my HLH, but like that was fire. That is, see, I love that. And I think that I always think, I think it's weird that people like aren't pet people. Like imagine like not liking animals at all. Like even if I think like being a dog person is way cooler than anything else. Like is like if you're a pet person still and like your vibe. I'm a mammoth girl. Like that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like that is all, (laughs) like as long as it's like snakes, now you're fucking being a little weird. Um, And you can't, like I don't really get down with that, but I'm all in on like anyone that has a pet and like any pet picture is just cute. Yeah, I'm definitely in on the pet pics. Okay. Um, what was your tweet of the week that stuck out? Okay. So I got a DM and last time I was on, we like did the DM thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because you know, and you'll probably know this better. We're like, you get a DM from someone probably like, I have a DM from this person from August. I did not see, but I happened to see it because they sent me yeah. a DM that I did see. Um, so I got a DM that was like, <laughs> would you want to watch this 10 inch dick? on FaceTime for $250 in your cash app every call, smiley face. So then you scroll and the picture above it is a picture of him in the mirror from August in boxer briefs with like a, all right. Like what, I mean, like what are we doing here? All right. Dollars also? Yeah, dude, I had a guy like message me something similar like last week and he was like if I send you $200 can I show you a blurry picture of my dick like what but like where I'm just like tr- I struggle to find like where the like 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 what there, there is no line I had a guy send me a full-on dick okay so it wasn't even like a dick pic it was like a dick and balls pic so he's like sitting in a chair like hanging over the chair and he takes his phone and it's like from the bottom angle. No. So it's, so it's like below the balls and like the shaft is like sticking up like a shadow. And he's in his corporate t-shirt no. for the company he works for. I mean, what are we doing here? Like there has to be some kind of guidelines to this type. There's of- just not. And like, I just, I'm sorry, but like that should be illegal. But, I mean, it 100% should be. And also like, why... I just don't believe in any way that like a dick pic or like, I I don't know, like some of these messages, like it's just not the way that you're 
Like, what are you looking Some for? Some of the things that men have said to me, I think I've said this on the show before, and this is very vulgar, but a guy from not even a business account, I will never forget his name. I'm not going to put his last name on here, but his name was Chip. And it was like when I was doing this like radio audition here, but he said, he messaged me. I was like out getting drinks with my girlfriends and he had said some like really nasty, nasty shit to me, but this one really stuck out to me. He goes, I want to fuck your drunken skull until you die or I die. What? I mean, like, and I love the ones like, have you guys, I'm like trying to like process that, like where (laughs) Oh, he also told me that he wanted to shove a black dildo so far up my ass it came out of my mouth. I love the ones where they like involve their wife or their girlfriend. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing here? Like, is it like, do you dream about me being like the third in your like? Like, okay, it's like normalize, like normalize three, whatever. But like, I don't know about like this whole, I've got ones where it's like my girlfriend would kill me if she knew I was messaging yes. you. Yes. But- Yes, I, I jerked off to you last night, and I'm like, okay, like I don't. This or the like, like my girlfriend's out of town, so I'm sending all of this yes. now. Yes, yeah, oh, so good, so yeah. good. Um, my closing thought is that men are trash. What is yours? Do you have one? Or... I reiterate that. In that Perfect. I wish I could. I love you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Saturdays and Celsus <laughs> with your host Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs>